And we're live. Hello. Thank you for joining us today on Becca's World. I'm your host, Blind Becca. Thank you for joining us another for another episode of The Blind View. Um, how are you, Tim? Doing all right. How are you doing today, Becca? I'm good. We're going to take a quick commercial break to give Jim a few more minutes to join us because he said he'd be here. And then we'll get to our first topic. Okay, Tim? Okie dokie. So let's take our commercial break. Hey, everybody. Great news. You can now get both of my books on Audible. My first book, Because You're Blind, is the story of how I went from that terrified little girl who woke up suddenly blind and brain injured at the age of 12 years old and then years later was locked down under an illegal and corrupt guardianship in the state of Montana for 15 years. It's the story of how I defeated all of that and overcame all of that. And then my second book, Changing My Perspective, is how I used my own thinking to empower myself to change my life after all of that. And now today, I am the founder and president of Blue Butterfly Enterprises, as well as host and creator of Becca's World on YouTube. And I have a lot of other great projects going on, but I just wanted to encourage you guys to check out the audible versions of my books because they're both good stories. And you can get, there's, I have some free downloads of each book available. If you email me at info at bluebutterflyenterprises.com, I would be happy to send you a free download so you can check it out. Thank you so much for your time. And now back to the blind view. Hello. We're back. Thank you. Okay, Tim, are you ready to take it? I guess Am I here? Oh, yes, Jim is with us. Okay, great. Jim, how are you? Very well. Hi, Gino. Hey, Tim is with us, too. Um, Jim, hey. How you doing, Jim? Good. How are you? Drinking a wild cherry diet Pepsi Cola, so it couldn't be any better. Hey, sounds good to me. Okay. How, how are you guys? How's your weather in, um, you're in Tennessee, right, Jim? Nashville. It's nice out here. It's about uh, 65. Oh, is it very humid? No. Okay. How is your weather there in Georgia? Kim? The same as up there in Nashville. It's like 66 degrees in Atlanta with a nice stiff breeze. It's beautiful here in Mesa as well. I think there's good weather everywhere. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. It's wonderful. Um, so are you guys ready to get started today? Let's get her done. Okay. Um, so yesterday was the National Day of Prayer, and President Biden managed to deliver an entire speech on the topic without even mentioning the name of God. And it was really, I guess, a profound thing. And um, it got me really thinking a lot about God. I mean, I've always thought a lot about God. And, and I, I, I understand a lot about how God works in our lives if we have faith and if we pray and stuff, right? Yeah. And the fact that our president can't even mention the name of God in a prayer really concerns me. Um, do you guys have any feelings on this? Uh, yeah, I got the same thing. I mean, uh, that's what the, that's what natural national prayer is, is about praying to God. Who else are you praying to? Maybe he thinks that the Democratic Party is God, but uh, that doesn't shock me any because during the uh, the uh, D Democratic convention last year, they wouldn't do the Pledge of Allegiance. They wouldn't even say a prayer before the convention. So you know, Democrats like to take God have everything. Jim, do you have an opinion on this? I really do not. Okay. Um, I'm. I just. I'm gonna pray. Right. I'm gonna pray right now. You guys don't have to pray with me, but because I pray in private on my own, and I've yeah. I've found God has helped me work in my own life. I'm gonna pray for my country right now. And anybody who wants to pray along with me is welcome to. If you don't believe in God, you're. I'm not making you. I'm not going to make fun of you, but this is what I'm going to do. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you in prayer right now for our country, Lord, for our administration, um, for 
the administration that's in the White House right now. I pray that the decisions and um, steps they take would only lead to goodness and benefit for the American people. Um, and I pray for President Donald J. Trump. I pray for him all the time. Um, I, I pray for our constitution. Lord, I know our constitution is an organic, holy piece document that was written by you, God. I know it was inspired by you, God, because I've read it and it empowered me to change my own life. And Lord, I pray that people would turn back to the constitution and remember what their rights are because those rights are written and they cannot be taken away unless we let them. So Lord, I pray that the American people would find courage and strength in the constitution and in their rights and abilities as individuals. Please don't let people take the mindset of the liberals, Lord. Please don't let us slide into socialism. I know most of the country is capitalist. We believe in, in working hard and, and being all we can be and helping our neighbors and loving our neighbors, no matter what their skin color is, no matter what their religion is, no matter how they vote. And I wanna get back to that, Lord. So please help us remember that about each other today and help us get back to that. Um, and please bless yeah. our children today, Lord and bless our families in Jesus. Would you guys like to add anything before I close the prayer? Well, you said in Jesus' name, that was what I was gonna add. Yeah, well, I was about to close in Jesus' name. Yeah. Tim, is there, Tim, is there anything you would like to add? Amen. There okay. you go, Jim, that's what I said. pray, amen. Amen. And they all said amen. Because God said, where two or more are gathered in agreement, he will be faithful to answer their prayers. And we could get a huge prayer chain going across this nation. I know there's believers all over this nation. And so I'm just calling out to you today to have faith and remember what the word of God says and what the Constitution of the United States of America says. And remember what our forefathers did. When they came here, there was nothing here. I mean, they were Native Americans and stuff, but there wasn't like what we have today. We, we came here with with very little like when people came here they were farmers and stuff like that and they came to a new world not knowing what they were getting into but they were brave and courageous and they did it and over time we've lost that as americans but it's still inside of us if we reach inside and grab it that's how we will overcome these guys we can't lay down and be lazy we have to be stronger even harder working than we've been that's how you overcome socialism you're right. Um, do you guys have anything to add to that? No, you, you really pretty much hit the head with the hammer. So, okay. Hey, uh, can you get a little closer to your mic, uh, Rebecca? Is that, is that possible? Um, I can try. Is this better, Jim? Yes, it is. Okay. <clears throat> Um, there was another so let me ask you let me ask you a question. I haven't heard anything about it, but uh, about two weeks ago, I heard that uh, Arizona was recounting Maricopa County. What was the results of that? I don't know um, because I put this whole situation in God's hands a long time ago, and I stopped worrying about it. Um, <clears throat> um, I honestly haven't looked into that. I just, I just really believe God's still working in this situation, and um, you know, it's not over till the fat lady sings, and I haven't heard her sing yet. So that's because she's losing weight. <laughs> <laughs> I've, lo I've lost, I've lost thirty-seven pounds since October. Really, I'm surprised. You know, I, I thought, what was that? I thought during the pandemic, people would be gaining more. Oh, wealth. no, I jumped on the keto diet. I see. That was smart. I, I, I've been watching myself, too. You know, just got to really be smart about what you're doing when you have yeah. to. 
And like yep. in about an hour and a half, I'll be walking downtown, uh, walking my guide dog. Yep, I'm going to be out too. I mean, who would who could stay in on a beautiful day like this? You know, it's a beautiful day outside, so we're going to go down and go walking here in a little while. I'll be spending my day standing here at my desk working on my. Right now, I'm writing my first fiction book, and but I'll have the the sunshine is streaming right in my windows here, so I'll be able to enjoy the sunshine while I work on my book. So, how is that book coming along, Rebecca? Oh my gosh, I'm having so much fun with it. Someone recommended to me that I put more detail in, so I've been putting more detail in, and it is turning out to be a really great book. I can't cool. wait till it's done. Um, well, so, I want to read that. Oh, definitely, Jim. Jim, would you? Um, be one of my editors on it before I publish it. I would give you so you basically have one of the first sneak peeks at it. Sure, I'll do anything uh, to help you out. I can just read through it and give me your critical opinion. Like you, be honest with me about what you found, like hangups with it, stuff that was too wordy or too whatever. You know. So you have two gems on here today. No, it's no, Jim and Tim. Me. Oh, Jim and Tim. Oh, okay. I thought it said Jim and Jim. Okay. Cool. So you, you guys don't really know each other. Would you guys like to visit for a few minutes? Well, we're uh, visiting now. It's, it's nice. I mean, we get to know each other throughout the show. Yep. Uh, I'm about four and a half hours south of him. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I've been to Georgia, and what a beautiful state. It's all right. <laughs> you got some good baseball teams down there, too. Uh, Especially college teams. I don't like pro sports very much, but I do love college ball. Yeah. We we are big football down here in Georgia. Yes, yes. Whenever, yeah. we, whenever we need to be a team, we play a team in Tennessee. You know, Tennessee <laughs> Volunteers or Von Vanderbilt. One of these days that is going to reverse itself. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> Well, I like Vanderbilt's baseball team this year. No, they're good. Yes. So, Jim, before you came on the air, we and before we came on the show, we were talking about um, something that the governor of Montana has announced. Um, and the I governor of who? On the show, the governor of the state of Montana. Okay. His name is Greg. Um, Tim, do you know his last name? No. Anyway, he it's kind of a French sounding last name. Um, I just heard on the news today that he has announced that the citizens of the state of Montana will not be accepting any unemployment benefits from the federal government any longer. And I was so proud of that. You know, I'm from Montana. I spent most of my life in Montana and the people in Montana are tough. They don't need a handout from the federal government to survive. And these handouts would, would have only had the, the result of weakening the citizens of Montana. And I've been very concerned about that. Obviously, the governor has been too. And I'm so thrilled he's doing this because it's really going to enable people in Montana to, to start standing on their own two feet and doing the kind of things they used to do, right? And if other states in the nation follow suit, <clears throat> their citizens will be able to do the same thing. It'll make them so much stronger. I don't know. Um, well, let's hope it does. Um, Montana is one of the least populated states in the union. So, you yeah. know. <laughs> One thing about, I spent most of my life in Montana and the, the economy historically has been very depressed in Montana. So people in Montana know how to survive on very little. You mean they know how to live poor. Exactly. <laughs> and, and they don't have good lives poor. I mean, they live fairly good. Most of most of the people in Montana, they're happy because in Montana, it's so beautiful. God, God blessed Montana with a lot of beauty, right? And it's not touched by man. There's so much wide open spaces up there. And so living there, you get a lot. I mean, it really feeds your soul, right? Mm. I mean, that's what I felt like when I was up there. And and so you you. If you if you're from Montana, you appreciate it, and you don't mind having to live harder to live there, right? And and I was really concerned that these handouts from the federal government were going to weaken my family and my people up there. So, like I said, I'm really glad that the governor is taking these steps. I wonder how many of the 
people in the general population agree with that. Um, in Montana, that is. Well, are, are, are you sure I, that he's not taking away the extra unemployment? Because I don't see him taking... Okay, so he's taking away the, the extra payments on top of... So you can get unemployment. You just can't get that extra $400 a week from yeah. Joe Biden. Then that's fine because with me. Because he doesn't want people to... to to sit on their butt sit and stand on the corner. He wants people to go back to work. Well, I mean, it's like I read this morning. To go back to work. Here in Georgia, we've got job uh, job wanted, wanted signs all over this, this state. Help wanted. And nobody's going to work because they're making more money sitting at home on their asses than they are. Like Lyft. I'm going to call for a Lyft car here in about an hour and a half. Well, it, it takes me a while to get a Lyft driver because now they're making more money not doing anything. And oh, yeah. that that's not good. And so I agree with your governor that if he took away the extra benefit, but I don't think he took away unemployment totally. So yeah. I think and did you mean out. also that they would not be accepting the stimulus payments? Mm-hmm. Well, there's not going to be any more stimulus. We're done with that. They're not going to say any more. Ch- they're not going to say any more checks to people. That's yeah. that's unless unless you got a kid. But other than that, there's not going to be any more stimulus checks. Well, damage is already done. They better start getting some work for people then. Well, there's work out there. There's eight hundred thousand jobs out in just America alone right now that's mm-hmm. not being filled. Well, why why is that? Because people make more money sitting at home. At home on unemployment. Here here in Georgia, the maximum unemployment check every week is four hundred and forty two dollars, and then on top of that, they're getting an extra three hundred dollars from the government every week. So that's seven hundred and forty two dollars a week. Why would I want to go get a job and only make four hundred dollars? A week when I can sit at home and get seven hundred and seventy-two a week. Well, I can see, I can see, I can see your argument there, but I don't believe that holds for the majority of the population. I want to say it holds the majority, but let me tell you, there's a big chunk of people out there. And who, but the thing that bothers me is that that big chunk is what people choose to make their decisions on. And so the big chunk of people out there who aren't working, who are sitting around just waiting for the welfare checks or the stimulus checks, are the ones that people say point to and say, see, this is why we should take it away. Because we don't need this chunk of people sitting around waiting for money to be handed to them. When out there, other people are struggling still to try to make ends meet, who haven't got work and who do want it, but still can't find it in places. It's hard for me to believe there are 800,000 jobs out here and nobody wanting to fill them. Well, that's what I was saw this morning on the MSNBC. And when they were talking about the jobs report this morning, uh, this when they came out, unemployment actually went up unexpectedly. So, yeah. And uh, the jobs, are they more in the service industry? Are they jobs that are going to allow There's people? Job, to- and so, Jim. Remember, so when the quarantine hit and they shut everything down, everybody lost their jobs. And then they opened everything back up. So all of those places have job openings. Well, they did not just open everything back up. It was not as easy as that. And it never was. So they were opening things up and closing things and opening things again. And it never was a stable situation. It hasn't been since the pandemic began. Yeah, but I think everything's open now we have the vaccines but it's it's derailed because way people like but people's minds or people's minds are crooked right now they're thinking in a crooked way right well i know i'm not getting that vaccine oh, i can no, tell you I that i got my second shot two weeks ago no i can't do that nope nope have you nope. started growing any funny body parts or anything like uh, that uh no it hasn't had, fallen off of you? No, nothing. Matter of fact, the first shot, I had a little headache, and the second shot was was better than the first shot. So, uh, and starting mm-hmm. this starting this weekend, uh, the Atlanta Braves are going to have a 100% attendance in their stadium. We're allowed to fully open everything now. I mean, everything is fully open now. Well, I'll bet you not everybody in your state has gotten the vaccine. Oh, no. I think it's like... Uh, Six million people, so we got another four and a half million to go. 
Yeah, I'm I'm sorry. If Jesus doesn't take care of it for me, I ain't let no man put a drug cocktail in my body for that he calls a vaccine. Yeah. That really, in my opinion, is a treatment. So but I believe this that if people think that this thing is good for them, that they should take it. What I don't like is the idea of them dividing the country by saying, if you don't have your vaccine, you can't travel or you can't do this. No, I don't like that idea. It's a personal choice. Yeah, that is. That is a violation of our rights. Yes, and that should be handled. And I think it's only going to cause problems. I mean, if you cause that kind of division, you're going to create more. Well, that's all we've been done is divided for the past 12 years. So why not add another thing to it to divide us? There's, you know, <laughs> just another thing. Well, you know, you look at somebody. Ooh, you've been vaccinated. Ooh, you haven't been vaccinated. Then we've got the haves and have nots. Yeah, right. The, and, the antis and the vaxes. Yeah. And I've already heard someone say. I mean, they said it jokingly, but I heard them say it to their friend. Well, oh, now that you've been vaccinated, we can come and see you. Like, oh, please give me a break. <clears throat> you know, Be I'm spe- on a dating. I'm on the Facebook dating site. I just got back on it recently. And now when you go on there, it's well, I'm jealous. People say that on their profile. They're like, I'm vaccinated. Will I go to a vac- vaccinated party or whatever? And I'm like, oh, give me a break. Yeah, right. And, and that's, you know, when I hear somebody say that, I stay away from it because I believe they have symptoms of hypochondria, a lot of those people, you know? Well, they have symptoms of a lot of things. But... I I just, you know, take your vaccine. If you think it's good and you respect the fact that I decided I don't want to take it, then that's cool. But if there's division caused in this country because they're trying to, you know, and they will cause division. And anytime you cause division, there'll be something to fill in the void that you don't like. Yeah. Well, I think it's everybody's choice. And yeah. If you don't get it, that's your choice, but I won't treat nobody any differently. That's um, the same with me. The same with me. And I'm going to tell you something. I have never, never alluded all, never, never kept these rules about social distancing, wash your hands every 30 minutes, you know, don't touch your face, don't touch this, don't touch that. This is all bull crap, in my opinion. I'm sorry to be, you know, but, but I just... I don't believe the experts know what they're talking about. They haven't come up with anything that would convince me that they do. And all they've done is frighten people and push this crap on everybody on the television, radio, newspaper. And it's just, it's been draconian the way they've handled things. Well, what drives me nuts is I've been vaccinated, but then I'm still required to wear a mask. And why why the hell did I go out and get vaccinated for? If I still have to wear a mask. Exactly. And also, I just read this morning that uh, the people who have transplants, organ transplants, should, uh, you know, be very, very careful about getting the vaccine, the treatment. I talked to a Af- young African-American friend of mine the other day, and he was telling me that he got his second dose the other day, and he was telling me that it felt like his whole body was on fire. And and so I asked him about, because his whole family had had the, the vaccine as well. I guess they had had different, like different members had different vaccines, right? And no one else in his family had had any kind of adverse effects. But this, like this guy's like 28 years old, right? And he was describing to me how it, what he went through. I was horrified for him. It's really scary. The people yeah, some, who decide to get the vaccine, right? Some people, it does have an effect on, but like most people like me, it was like nothing. Well, my thing is, um, and I'm glad that you didn't have any real negative side effects, but I do wonder why we did not, why did we rush into this? You know, a vaccine takes a good two years to 10 years to develop. This was only in testing for a few months before it was dosed out to people. People rushed into it because of fear. Exactly. And it was and it was intentionally and deliberately done to the people. people That's another reason I don't trust. God and let themselves become terrified of dying. Exactly. And, they, mm-hmm. and the Lord God said, 
that he didn't give us the spirit of fear at all. And that's what this whole thing was about. The spirit of fear, paranoia, being afraid, you know. And the, and the Democrats used that fear. I think the Republicans, both parties used it for their political. I think China used it more than anybody did. I think China organized this whole thing. This is yeah. all done by China. Yeah, but, but China is helping the liberal Democrats turn our nation into a socialist nightmare. You know, I well, you got to understand that. There are progressive Republicans, too. They're not all right. conservative. Yeah, all of the progressives, I don't care which party they're McCain was a progressive that, Republican. Yeah, you tell it, Tim. That's right. Not all Republicans are up and up. Now, I'm not going to say, but I'm just telling you right now, there are progressive liberal Republicans. McCain was one of them. He loved to be progressive, so... I am, yeah, and they're conservative Democrats who would be better as Republicans. Yeah, we need to talk to that guy in West Virginia. Manchin. What's the guy in West Virginia? Uh, Joe Manchin. He needs a switch over. Mm-hmm. He's more closer to being Republican than he is Democrat. I guarantee you that. You mean more cl- closer to conservative than liberal? Yeah, he's more. The, lib- the, the Democrat left has moved so far left that he's more Republican, closer to Republican now. But then again, Republicans have been, been moving left too. So you know, I'm so frustrated because when I say Republican, I mean conservative, and when I see Dem- when I say Democrat, I mean liberal. It's not the parties; it's the theology that I'm talking about, right? Well, that's guys, what's mixed up on both sides because you can. But I'm a conservative person. Yeah, but you can never, that's what we're talking about. You can't, there's no pure conservative on the Republican side uh, or there, you know, and there's nothing pure about being liberal on the Democrat side. You got all kinds of mixed up ways. Garbage. Around. I just don't like, I just don't like socialism. So I don't like socialism. I don't like um, capitalism or socialism myself. I thought capitalism would really be the thing that would afford opportunities for all and make things equal, but it hasn't. I mean, let's face it. And socialism, where they want to just give you... I mean, this is all about controlling people, the socialism, you know. Jim, I have to disagree with you. Capitalism has pulled a lot of people up out of poverty. Really? Well, I know whole neighborhoods and towns and places uh, that have been under the capitalist system. Excuse me? There are whole countries that are like the neighborhoods you're talking about because of their socialist their socialist governments. Well, that may be the country. I'm talking about here in the U.S. where we're supposed to be capitalists. Well, that's the problem. Yeah, and that has been the problem. And that's why the people are want the younger people want to lean towards socialism, from what I hear, is because capitalism has not afforded them the opportunities that it should have afforded them. I think people need to be taught the constitution in public high school. I think they need to be they actually need to be forced to read it and think about what the words mean. Constitution because- won't cure a man's greed, though. No. Oh, yeah, I'm talking about good people, though. I'm talking about people who just want to live a good life. Yeah. I think yeah. they. I think people like the people I'm talking about would find a lot more power in their lives if they would read the Constitution and find out what their rights really are. Because I'm telling you, when you know what your rights are, you can speak up for yourself in a court of law and get what you what you deserve out of life. I've done it. And well. and. That's good. I mean, I, I, if you're interested in learning that kind of thing, I, I believe that you should. And I myself have read the Constitution, but the Bible is my Constitution. Oh, yeah. The, the Word of God definitely um, comes before the Constitution of the United States. But yeah. there's no other document that I consider, you know, valid in my life other than the Word of God and the Constitution of the United States of America, right? It doesn't matter to me what these Democrats are doing right now and the all these other freaks in the government. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter to me what the rioters are doing out on the streets. I mean, it breaks my heart and I want it to change and I try to speak out about it, right? 
but but what really is important to me is what God's word says and what the Constitution of the United States of America says. And if the Constitution were in uh, conflict with God's word, which it can be sometimes. I'm God's word is always, always superior. So I, I interpret, I interpret the Constitution through the same eyes I interpret the word of God through. You know mm. what I mean? Okay. Interesting. Did we lose Rebecca? There no, she I'm is. Here. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yeah. We got you. Your screen went. Your screen went. Your screen went blank. Oh, can you see me now? Yeah, you're there. Okay. Okay. Who has a siren at their house? Somebody's got the popo coming. That's here in Nashville. Oh. Every day it happens somewhere. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm sure if I live closer to downtown Phoenix, I'm in Mesa. I'm about 25 minutes from downtown Phoenix. I'm sure if I live more in Phoenix, I'd probably hear sirens a lot more often. I know I did when I lived in Minneapolis. How's your weather out there, Rebecca? Oh, it's gorgeous, Jim. How's your uh, grass? Oh, oh, that's delicious. That reminds me, I got to get a hold of Charlie. I called the guy that put the grass in today and I left him a nasty voice message because there's part of my grass that's drying up and it's been drying up for months. And he was telling me, oh, your your landscapers just need to fertilize it a certain way. And it's kind of gotten away from me because I'm writing books in the house and the grass is back there way in the backyard, right? So I rarely see it. And so I get reports from my sister or one of my children, right? That this one area of grass is drying up. And the reason it's drying up is because the irrigation system that they put in when they put the lawn in doesn't, I mean, it doesn't extend that far. So there's a significant patch of the grass that's not getting watered. He, the guy needs to come back and they need to put another sprinkler head in. And now, isn't that the house you're selling in Mon is that in Montana? No, 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 it's my house here in Arizona. I wouldn't invest oh. in a house in Montana like this because I'm selling that one. Mm. I mean, what well, I you're right, they should Montana. come back and do the job if you're paying them to get it done, right? And it's just it's really bugging me. So, um, but so my house in Montana, Jim, when I lived there, I did do a lot of investing in my house there. I did. I put new windows in it. I put a new roof on it. I, I did some insulation in it. You know, I remodeled the downstairs bathroom. I remodeled the upstairs kitchen. Oh, it's got a gorgeous kitchen in it, right? Um, I, I um, fixed the, the deck that was on. When I built a fence out in the front yard, it's the only house on the block that has a fence in the front yard. It's really nice, right? Wow. So it's, I mean, I believe in investing time and effort and money into my what I own it, right? And that includes in myself. I've invested a lot of time, money, and effort in myself, too. Um, but anyway. Well, I, you go ahead. I, I was in Joe's listening. Oh, well, I, was just, I was just telling you, like, I just told you some of the stuff I did. I owned that house up in Missoula for 20 years. I'm just now selling it. And over the decades that I've owned it, I've like really invested a lot of money in it. But I, like I said, I, I was wise about it. I put a new roof on, I put new windows in it. So it's mm -hmm. to make it look nicer and to improve the quality of the house overall. Oh, so I put all new appliances and stuff in it, you know. So. Mm -hmm. Are you selling that house then? Yeah. Oh, I'm under contract right now. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank yeah. You. I hope it works out for you. Yep, I think it's going to. Well, if it's under every, contract, that's a good then, sign. Then you can come to Nashville and visit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, so selling my house is the first piece, and then I have some other things I need to get going on. But I figure next summer I will probably be freed up to do quite a bit of traveling. Because so. I love to travel. Before the quarantine and before I opened my business, I used to travel all the time. Well, they said that the airlines are... Only, I think they said 1.6 million people flew last weekend. So, uh, slowly but surely, uh, so flying. Our prices, prices still cheap then? Uh, they're, they're fair. Uh, they're going up. I just read an article this morning in the newspaper that said um, there was a price uh, that was paid on British Airways 
that doubled since the 14th of this month. Yeah, they're, they got to recoup. They're going to recoup what they can because travel right now is getting hot. So everybody's well, they better prices be of everything's going up, actually. But, but they better stop all the BS they were doing to us, you know, with the masks and and no, the mask will be the mask will be mandated on a flight. That is exactly that that I is a mandate. One place where I'd be willing to wear a mask. Uh, that's because it's the federal government's in charge, and the federal government's mandating masks. So, and now they're opening up the middle seat. So, if you're flying out, it is going to be a packed plane. Mm -hmm. so I booked two tickets just last week, uh, flying to Seattle, maybe in August. So. So Tim, do you um, so are you still willing to come here in July for a few days if I do a get together here at Blue Garden? I will have to look at my calendar. I I don't know what's going. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. So, um, we will see. Uh, but uh, yeah, the flights are the prices are going up. Everything's going up actually. Uh, yeah, I mean, inflation is just inflation's going to be out of sight at the end of this it year. Really is. It's just going. It's crazy. I went to the grocery store went to get some goat's milk it was costing me 354 carton the last time i went and then this last time was four dollars and 29 cents yeah it's going to get worse we haven't we haven't scratched the surface yet how much inflation is going to cost it's because all this free money that's been distributed out yeah. yes and that's exactly right and they're saying that a lot of people are just took that money and just they're saving it. It's in their checking account. Just like mm -hmm. yeah, so I, I haven't spent all that stimulus money. I haven't either. It's sitting in my checking account somewhere, and 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 so stimulus money. So, but uh, you know that, that that's the thing about it is it's a lot of people. The COVID nineteen, they didn't lose any of their jobs. Uh, they didn't lose any hours, and they got a check. So we really didn't need it. So we uh, let's just sit on the money. So Again. to me, it's to me, it's just a waste of money. It was a waste of money. Well, and yet I think that a lot of people need that amount or our debt. They increased our debt by a large amount. That was probably one of their goals, Tim. Well, uh, there's a lot of people sitting on that money right now. And and I mean, the price of wood has doubled. It really year. has. They said the price of lumber is just skyrocketing. It is so expensive. Corn, Tim, the corn. Price. Everything's gone up. and They said the corn went up 150% this yeah. year. So we're going to, people are going to be getting less on the food on their t tables. And they need to realize that, that, that inflation's the result of what's been going on for the past year. What I'm doing is stocking up on a lot of the things I like, you know, crackers and stuff, you know what I mean? Oh, you just what's going to hit and when it's going to hit and when you may just be without. Well, there's going to be a lot of what I mean, I I've talked to a guy the other day about uh, he he owns a RV store. He owns mm -hmm. And he set up in Elkhart, Indiana, where all these manufacturers of, of these travel trailers are. He said there's thousands of them sitting up there. There's like 2,000 sitting up there, and they're waiting for a part to come in. He said they are six months behind, and eventually we're going to run out of supplies here. Everything's on back order because there's, <laughs> it, it's going to get really bad here. We just haven't seen it yet. But the supply line is getting thinner and thinner every day. And I'm going to say, you go into some of these grocery stores, and they used to have shelves filled with things. It's a regular common thing now that you go into a grocery store and see a lot of vacant shelves. Yep, and that's going to be the future, and that's not going to be good. No, no. The United I, think, I thank God that I got my kids down here in Arizona. I knew this was coming, but I didn't know how quick it was going to happen right and i was so worried my kids were going to be up in montana and i wouldn't be able to make sure they were okay but i've got my kids with me do you guys have your loved ones with you i've got my dog <laughs> i got jesus okay i mean we're, we're all going to have some rough times here in the next couple of years it's going to be rough we are going it's to going go to let the lord god take care of you that's we it if you remember, I remember as a young lad when Jimmy Carter was the president. I remember the long lines trying to get gas and inflation and 
interest rates were in the 20s and it was horrible. Those days are returning. Oh, yeah. Those days are coming back. Eventually, we're going to have to start depending on each other. And all this people living alone and crap, yeah, that's going to change a lot. Because you're not going to be able to afford to live alone. Um, you know, or if you can, it, you're going to pay a very high price for it. So better make some friends who you can depend on when you when time of needs come, just like they did in the days of the Depression, when nobody had anything. Well, I mean, I they're building. So they're, they're... We literally didn't have anything, so I'm not scared of living through that, literally, because I feel like I did. What were you saying, Tim? They built. They I mean, built. they're building four hundred thousand dollar homes just up my street up here, like a hundred of them. Isn't it ridiculous? And they're just tearing up the. I mean, you can. I can hear them right now working on it, and it's just a, it's, it amazes me how they can still afford all this wood. That's right. I went and saw a two by four, two by four by eight the other day. Normally, you should be able to get them for like three or four dollars. Now they're eight and ten dollars for one piece of wood. Wow. And this is just, and my friend was going to build a, uh, a um, picnic table. And for all the material, it was going to cost him almost $400. Wow. Just for the wood. <whistles> and so it's just, it's, un, it's un, unimaginable what's headed our way and people don't realize it yet. Nope. But you better start buying your ramen noodles. I'm telling you. You better stock up on peanut butter and jelly, and your your and your crackers, uh, crackers and, and your and your Twinkies. Yes, sir. <laughs> Twinkies have a twenty-year shelf life, and I know why too. Bad, bad for us. Terrible. Uh, so. but yeah, and I, I think it's already worse off than they're letting us know. We never really know what. Really is. Yeah, we by the time we find out, we're already three, yeah. four months behind. Exactly. Well, yeah. that's the thing with the virus. You think the virus wasn't in this country before they started? Oh, that this virus was here two years ago. I can guarantee you, it was here before we even knew about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, I just leave it in God's hands because you just, like you say, you just never know what to expect. Be ready for anything. I expect to know nothing. Yeah. I expect to be shocked anymore when I turn on the news. I don't even turn the news on anymore, Rebecca. I, I don't watch the you, news. Tim. I oh, agree I with I, you. I can't be an ostrich with my head stuck in the ground. Well, I'm, I, I'm, I know what's going on. Yes. But just sitting there listening to somebody talking about it. It just depresses me anymore. And so, having it on it, 24 hours a day and having it in your background, I mean, it's just pathetic. So I, I don't oh, watch. I, I, I watch the news about an hour a day. I work on my book constantly. Like, when I eat, I turn the news on on my iPad and watch it while I'm eating. And then I shut it off and I go back to work on my book. So I well, don't Why don't you watch a comedy program or a Western? Or I've been stuff. watching Andy Griffith again. Yeah, so. I've been doing that the last few days, too. I Excuse love me? George Lopez. Oh. But my thing is, I know people that will have the news on 24-7. And that's what they keep. Because I have to watch the news. I need to know what's going on. And all the time they're pushing out this scary, paranoid shit. Excuse my language, I'm sorry. I feel like as blind people, we may be able to... Maybe we're dealing with this shit better because... We've had to face fear literally in the eye. Like when I first went blind, it was terrifying. Even when I first got my cane, I had to learn to trust my cane, right? So I I feel like we have a unique perspective and I feel like I'm handling this a lot better than a lot of the sighted people I know. Do you guys feel that way? Well, not really. I don't think, for me, there's, you know, not much of a difference. I, I think, I've known people who are blind who are just as paranoid and afraid and fearful of this thing as anybody I knew that was sighted. I know, you know. Well, I feel like I have a unique 
like I feel like my I I feel like I have really strong taste, right? And mm -hmm. I feel like the fact that I couldn't rely on my eyesight suddenly in life to develop that taste. Does that make sense? So I really feel like I'm ahead of my sighted peers on this big time. Well, the alarm time is set at seven minutes you may be. in the morning. Would you say? You may be. You may very well be. Who has a talking clock? That was me. Oh, that was cool, Jim. I haven't heard a clock like that in so long. Yes, I have an English clock in an American household. So does it does it do a rooster in the morning when you set the alarm or something? No, it does a... Uh, that kind of thing. Okay. I've had watches and alarm clocks that talk and that do a cock a doodle when the alarm. Yeah, goes. I had those chicken clocks. Yeah. I like the one I have now, though. It's a, it's a nice little clock. Do you have an ALEXA, Jim? I'm sorry? Do you have an ALEXA? No, and thank goodness I do not. Tim, do you? I think we got Tim. Are you there? We lost him. Oh no! Did he lose his Wi-Fi, or did he get a call? I wonder. Oh, you know, Tim does have one. I think because he was talking to his, and mine responded. So I'm sure he has one. Well, I'm still here. Okay. So, Jim, would you like to talk some more? Uh, well, I'm, I'm following you. Whatever you lead, I will chime in on. Jim, have you been, you've been getting together playing your music lately, right? I'm sorry, playing my music. I, I'm just, I'm trying to find out socially, have, have you been able to get out socially and at least meet with your band? Oh, I haven't been able to get out socially, but music hasn't really, I don't know. I I should be trying to put some things together, but I, I just am not enthusiastic at this point. So I haven't really done much lately with music. I was supposed to be trying to put together a blues band to play soon, but uh, I just don't feel the uh, desire like I used to have to do it, you know? Is there possibly a new interest entry in your life? Uh, the word of God, that's about it at this point. Oh, I doubt that's a new interest. Well, it's not a new one, but it, I'm, I'm dealing with it more and more, more than I am with, I don't know, I, I um, I don't know how the world is today, you know, getting out and playing music. I don't really want to play in the clubs. And uh, well, there's just a lot of things that go with it that I just feel that I'm, I'm doing alone and I don't have really the help I need to get things done. And I don't have the enthusiasm to feed off of. So I'm kind of stuck in limbo at this point. Can I make a suggestion? Just an idea. You can always make a suggestion. If you want to be able to play your music and share it with people, but do it more on your own terms, didn't you say you were you had set up a YouTube channel, but you just hadn't been putting much stuff on it? You could do you could like either do live stream to your YouTube channel or pre-record it and put it on your YouTube channel. You know, videos of yourself playing your instrument talking about God, talking about, like I do, Jim, you literally could do the same thing because you have so many gifts and talents and so much knowledge to share with the world, right? Uh, my thing is uh, uh, yeah, learning you don't to, want to go out to the clubs and play. No, I mean, I'm learning to operate the channel. I'd like to do something with a YouTube channel, but I want to use it you know, if I could establish a band that would play once a week on the YouTube channel then I keep it and let it, you know, but I haven't been able to get anyone to shoot a video for me. And we were going to try to do it in one of the premier clubs in Nashville, but I got to chase everybody down and I'm just not into that. I really am not. I'm not going to do it. 
Oh, I know, Jen. You know how hard it is for me getting people to come on the blind view with me every week? It's very difficult. So I know. No, well, I have been, you know, I'm, I've been here for a while. And I sure appreciate that, Jen. Oh, so I, um, yeah, it doesn't have to be difficult if you don't want it to be. I just, but in this situation, trying to do the music, it's, uh, it, because there's so many things you have to do, you know, you got to promote yourself, you got to get the band together, then you got to get the set list together, then you've got to go out and try to do booking. And when you're doing that by yourself, that's that that's not good. And I just don't want to do it anymore. So I probably won't sing. Um, much more that I can think of. Do you sing to the radio in your home by yourself? Nah, not really. I hardly ever listen to radio. I do music. I can play my own music. But, uh, and I put my own lists, playlists together, what I like. And so I hardly ever have use for the radio. Do and work? I don't like the streaming services because I can't listen to what I want to listen to without them trying to inundate me with other things I'm not interested in. Jim, do you listen to worship music ever? You know, I don't listen to worship music very much. I mean, I have quite a bit in my collection, and I love good gospel, but if I'm listening to the radio, I don't want to hear worship music. I'd like to hear the word of God, but not the music, necessarily. Oh my gosh, it's I haven't done it in a while, but there have been times where I've had my A-L-E-X-A play WOW Worship. Mm -hmm. Are you familiar with the WOW Worship group? No. They, they like the first, I think they're, well, when I first became aware of them, and I think it was the first year they came out, their first album, I think, was WOW Worship 1999. And then there was a WOW Worship 2000. Uh -huh. like, it, about <clears throat> the time that I got baptized in the Holy Spirit, um, I think was when they were popular, and so I was listening to their music when I was first um, going to Pentecostal churches and learning to read the Word of God and be a prayerful, faithful woman, right? And I mean, I was actually, actually it was just more, you know, I, during that period of time was when I worship, and so, and it's, it's literally, it's just like random uh, Christian artists singing worship music. And it's so uplifting to the soul because we were created to worship our God, right? Yeah. You know, and, and I've got what you're created to do, you're fulfilled. And I've got to get into some more worship music by different groups. Because mm -hmm. uh, I don't know a lot of the Christian groups, and I should. Oh, so... The, I used to listen to the Newsboys. Um, was that was Michael Smith? That Amy Grant. You know, I used to listen to oh the Newsboys. Maybe I already said the Newsboys. I used to listen to a lot of Christian groups back then, right? And then I kind of listened to country music at home, but I still loved going to church and doing worship music there, right? But right. Thing is, I think it's important to like, yeah, it's important to stay in the word of God, but it's important to remember to worship God too, because he created us to worship him. That's right. That's right. And to worship that's him and have fellowship with him. That's why he wants to hear from us through prayer. That's what I think too. Yeah. But, uh, you know, so, and we, you know, when we, uh, and tried to put on a sweater. It got a little chilly in here. Oh, do you have your AC on? No. I, uh, let me let me see. I hope it didn't come on. Hold on. Well, it is on, but it's on very low. I'm turning it off. We have one of these things where the heat, when it gets warm enough, turns from heat to air conditioning. Mm -hmm. Are you there? Yeah, I am. Oh. So you have central air then, right? So it right. turns automatically. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's nice. So I'm trying to think what I'm going to do for lunch. Yeah, you know, once I'm done with uh, your show, I have very little to do this afternoon. Mm -hmm. Well, on Monday, I have to be on Mary 
Robinson, I think is her last name. I'm going to be on her YouTube channel okay. at noon Arizona time. And the fourth Thursday in May, I'm going to be on, I'm trying to remember what his name is, a guy in Montana. I'm going to be on his YouTube channel. Wow. Todd Fulstrom, I think is his name. So mm -hmm. um, I invite my viewers to check out their channels and subscribe so you can watch me on there. Okay, guys? We hear you. I'll, I'm following you. Thank you, Jim. No problem. You know, never mind. Go um, ahead. You had a thought you were going to say. Um, I just want you guys to know how incredible I think blind people are. When I first went blind in 1989, I was really scared and I didn't know how I was going to live my life like that. But you know what, guys, once you learn your non-visual skills and learn how to use a cane, you are literally unstoppable. I want you guys to know that. Um, I want to encourage my viewers, if you are blind, go learn your caning skills, go learn your braille skills, go learn your ADL skills, because you will literally be unstoppable in this world. Um, I just wanted to say that. Well, I've certainly used, learned my cane skills, you know, and that's all I use. Mm -hmm. And and doesn't it get you where you want to go? Do you feel you're living a successful life, Jim? Well, uh, I'm living a good life. I'm living a, li a godly life. So I guess that does make it successful. Amen. As long as you're living it on your own terms and you're a good person and you're faithful to God, and that is exactly what I am doing. Truth. You're not you're not out you're you're not living hand to mouth. You're not unhappy. You're not out abusing people to make a living, right? Exactly. You're, yeah. So but God think, does not have me begging anybody for anything. I don't borrow anything from anybody. You know, I have plenty of food in my house. Yeah. I can get out and eat if I want to. If I want to go anywhere, I have transportation to get there. And, you know, the only thing I don't have is a lot of friends down here at this point in time. And I think that's due to the pandemic. So before the pandemic, you were in a, you were not a member of the NFE before the pandemic, right? No, no, I was not. So, Jim, I was very lonely, too. And what I did, I like... Um, when I first got away from my parents, I'd been so lonely when I was with my parents. So when I first got away from them, I joined the National Federation of the Blind and yeah. to start going to NFB. I'm and, not and interested. I could, and meeting lots of other blind people because anyway. I, I, I didn't have to compete and I was meeting nice people and I was learning all kinds of wonderful things. Yeah, well, I'm not interested in going to NFB meetings uh, on a regular basis because I really, you know, I. I, I'm not too thrilled with either of the big organizations, uh, NFB or ACB for that matter. Well, you don't have to go to every meeting, but if you if you get involved and go occasionally, you'll meet some friends. You might meet friends who live near you that you can get together and do stuff with. I can meet friends without going to an NFB meeting. Okay, well, that's I not I have, uh, you know, you didn't have any friends. I'm just trying to help you understand how you could meet some people quickly if you wanted to. Yeah, well, I'd rather use a different outlet. Um, I mean, I don't mind being around others who are blind like myself, but uh, when it comes to joining organizations like the no, no, I, I, uh, I would rather not do that at this point. Although I wouldn't be averse to going to meetings or a convention once in a while, but. Gino, but. I'm sorry, Gino, do we have a comment on the video? Because my device just notified me that someone commented on my video that I have in one of the groups. And so I think someone might have commented on our live stream. Because people can. How can that. you tell? Uh, I don't see anything. I don't see. I don't see anything here. And I was going to let you know. By the way, Tim. Tim lost his internet. That's what happened. Okay. Okay. The internet. So. Maybe she was commenting on an old post. It just came across that a girl. I think her name was Janice. Commented on my post in one of the blind groups. And because I know we have the post right now for the live feed, I thought maybe she was commenting on the live feed, but maybe it's not. Maybe Speaking of. 
Um, did they? Uh, did you guys ever get the um, um, video for the last uh, show we did together? If, was it the VIP or oh, the what one on one you and I did? I I don't think Gino's finished editing it yet. Oh, okay. Good, yeah, no, the VIP up. is up. That one I did send you an email link. Oh, okay. Well, didn't Jim and I do a one-on-one -on -one th though, also? I yes, that, that one will go up next week. That oh, okay. one will go up next week? Okay, great. Cool. Thanks, Jim. Well, I'd really like to be a part of uh, this, uh, Becca, Rebecca. You know, whenever you need me to be around or to help out, I would be much more see. I, I don't mind participating in things uh, that you do. Get involved, well, thank you. you know. I really appreciate your participation, Jim, because the only way I can make this work is if people get involved and share their opinions and their insights and their ideas, right? Because right. that's how people learn things is by sharing what they know with other people. That's true. So how long, can I ask just how long uh, this Becca's world has been around? Okay, so I launched... Blue Butterfly Enterprises in August of 2019. And I launched my first video on my YouTube channel, Becca's World, the first week of October in 2019. Wow, very good. And then, and then we just did videos for several months. And then when the quarantine hit, we it's went one o'clock in the afternoon. And then in April of 2020, during the quarantine, was when, I mean, I've just been doing random videos, right? Mm -hmm. And I've been doing some VIP challenges, but I wasn't really doing much else. So it was in April of 2020 when I had the vision for launching the blind view, which is what we're doing right now. Yeah. And so, so I just had like all the, I think all the viewers, maybe we had one sighted person on one time. Um, most of the panelists have been blind. Mm. Um, and we discuss a lot of blind topics or whatever, or we discuss how we see things from our own perspective, right? So. Mm -hmm. And you said you had a, a person who could see on it one time as an uh, interview? I'm trying to remember. I think we might have, because I did talk to, uh, I've talked to several sighted people on, about coming on my show to share different information that they have. And um, I think I might've had one on the blind view one time. I know I've interviewed sighted people about other things and those videos are up on my YouTube channel. Um, I'd love to see, if I had a suggestion for the show, I'd like to see you interview uh, more people who are blind that actually are in professions and that are really doing things right now, like musicians, perhaps, you know? Do you know any blind musicians I could interview? Oh, I can find some, yeah. Uh, and I, I, since I happen to be one, I guess I do know one, me. Yes. So, Jim, when would you like to talk about that? Oh, well, well uh, sometime in the future, if you want to arrange to do that. But I could okay. probably get you a few musicians. It would be nice to know how yeah. people who are blind fare in a world where basically the music industry is, uh, you know, uh, for those who can see. Yeah, well, so as I'm sure, I mean, I, I played the alto sax before I went blind, and then I tried it for a while after I went blind, too. But I'm sure being a blind musician, like, you have to get used to walking on stage around equipment, right? And you have to get used to chords and, and mics and stuff, right? So... I never, you know, I don't know about getting used to them. When I was, when I play, I just go up there, you know, all the band sets up the stuff. Um, if I need to find out what the stage looks like, I might go earlier in the day. Mm -hmm. Or I'll have somebody explain to me before I go up there, you know, mm -hmm. the situation, whether there's a platform, how many steps up to the stage. Uh -huh. But, you know, I don't go up there unless I, you know, until it's really time to go up there, you know. Uh -huh. And I let the band, you know, they can tell me what the situation is, you know. They're going to have to do it anyway, so. Sure. So, so this is the kind of stuff we could talk about then if you wanted to do that. Or unless you want to talk about it now, is there anything else you'd like to share on the topic? Oh, no. I mean, I, you or know. these you want to do a separate video later? These things come out slowly over right. periods of time, you know. 
But even as you and I, you know, we talk uh, all the time personally, you know, ideas may come up in personal conversations. But uh, I would like you to, uh, you know, uh, if I have any questions, I'd like to know that I can come to you about my YouTube channel. Oh, of course, Jim. You have my number. Do you not have Gino's number also? Gino, I know Gino would be open to helping you with any any questions as well. You can call me Gino anytime you want. Okay, great. Yeah. We, and I would be okay. very amenable to helping you guys out again when you need me, you know what I mean? Oh, of course, Jim. So uh, may I ask you, uh, what time did you try calling me this morning? Because I yeah, know you must have been worried when you didn't hear from me. I well, I tried to call you yesterday, um, and then I tried to call you this morning. I think it was like 9.30 I tried to call you. And I might have even tried to text. I think I tried to text you earlier this morning, too. Okay. But, you know, last week, your, like, your Wi-Fi was out, and so I wasn't sure if you were still having problems with your Wi-Fi this morning. So No, they, they finally got it fixed yesterday. Oh, good. So, you see, we haven't had any disruptions today. Oh, yeah, it's been really nice. I'm really glad you're able to join us. I am, too. I, I really think that this show is a very good idea, you know. So, Jim, are you a crafty person? Is there anything you do with your hands that you would like to demonstrate for our viewers on one of the episodes? For example, I've had friends, like one friend, she did an origami frog and described how she was doing it as she was folding it. And I've had other people do stuff like that. Because like when I started my channel, I was doing stuff like that. I was doing things I was describing while I was doing, how I was doing them and stuff. And so if you have anything like that you would like to do on a video, let me know. Okay, I will. Talk about how you, how you play your instruments as a blind person or how you understand music as a blind person. And someone so, who's blind, yes, I, I wouldn't mind. I don't know if you memorize your music or if it's all played by ear. You know, we yeah. can talk about these things. That's exactly right. And not only me, but other fellow musicians. There must be several musicians who are blind out there who would like to get a chance to speak on this. And I'd really like to hear some opinions as to how well, they I dated do. some blind musicians, so I know there's plenty out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that would be good. We, we can talk about that. You and I can arrange uh, or something if necessary or just whatever. Yeah. yeah. I am amenable and open. Great, Jim. I appreciate that. Is there anything else you'd like to share today or I can wrap up the show? I think that's it for me. And okay. Unless you have any other questions for me other than no. that, I'm fine. I don't think so. I'll Ladies, get outside and enjoy the afternoon and the sunshine. Oh, great. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us today on The Blind View here on Becca's World. Please do keep our country and our administration in your thoughts and prayers. And remember to be kind to your neighbor today and your friends and family. Right. Thank you for joining us today on Becca's World. Please like, share, and hit the subscribe button. Peace out, y'all. Thank you for watching Becca's World. Please